Feeling like a fraud while teaching? Today I show you an effective way to drop imposter syndrome and avoid being found out by your students. Welcome to Teaching Yoga with Ease, Episode 7. My name is Patrick and in this podcast I share stories, tips and tools to help you thrive as a yoga teacher. You learn how to align your body, mind and soul and teach without stress or worry so you can keep inspiring your students every day. Let's share this great gift of yoga with the world. Good morning everyone or whenever you listen to this. It's the morning when I record this and I sit here and look outside the window. It's raining. Maybe you hear some drops on the window today. And I thought before we dive into today's topic, which is imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud, I want to share my morning thoughts with you. Some things that got me thinking this morning. You know, with this podcast, I try to encourage you to take action, to start teaching, to keep on teaching and to try new things, especially when your mind wants to tell you, I don't feel like teaching today. Because that often is an indicator for that there is anxiety, there are worries and other unpleasant emotions. And when you nudge yourself just a little bit, you realize I can do it anyway. But there are also days, and I had one of these lately, when you really don't feel like teaching or whatever is challenging for you. And it would be better to withdraw, to take a step back, to take a break and to free fuel first. And for this, we have a great thing in yoga, a virtue that is called Viveka. And Viveka is your ability to differentiate, to get very specific and make a good decision for yourself. To utilize Viveka, you cannot push yourself too quickly or stop yourself too quickly. But you need to pause for a moment whenever you don't feel like doing something. You just pause. You inhale, you exhale, and you explore where is this urge coming from and how do I want to go on from here. And I wanted to tell you about this today because it's applicable to all the things I'm sharing in my podcast on Instagram and so on. I hope you will be inspired to take action, but sometimes you need something else. And it's always important to check in with you first, to take this break, to pause, to inhale, exhale, explore, and then make a decision for yourself. So let's talk about imposter syndrome. I'm so excited because, hey, that's what we're here for, right? We talk about the challenges that arise when we start teaching, the unpleasant emotions. I just happened to complete a coaching process with a dear client of mine who struggled with this. Let's call her Lara for the purpose of this episode, which obviously is not her real name. So I'd love to share Lara's story with you. A story that is not super unique because imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud is a topic that arises for a lot of new yoga teachers. And it might also be a story you can relate to. Lara is not only a yoga teacher who struggles with feeling like a fraud while teaching, she is also a real-life example of what coaching can help you with. And I hope I can show you a little bit more what that means 
in this episode. You know, I have shared bits and pieces of other client stories before, also bits and pieces of my own stories. But today I want to let you in on a full client story, because I think that's so valuable for you, especially when you fear too that your students could find out that you don't have a clue what you're doing, which, spoiler alert, is not true, obviously. Like some of you listening right now, Lara had already been a yoga teacher for a while when she came to our coaching. So she wasn't a brand new teacher approaching her very first classes, but she didn't have a lot of experience either. She completed a yoga teacher training a few years back and she already taught a regular class for some time. But I think that was like one year ago when we started working together. And in the meantime, Lara moved houses and she wanted to restart teaching in her new community, which is where we met. And she managed to find a weekly class she could teach, but she always felt like she didn't know enough or that there was something missing in her teaching. And she feared that there might be students in class who know better and will eventually catch her saying something wrong. To avoid this, she had a great technique. <laughs> she tried hard to appear like the best possible teacher, like someone knowing everything, having a lot of experience. But of course, she didn't feel that way internally. It was more like a mask Lara was wearing, like a shielding. And she used this shielding to beat her fear, to teach anyway, and to show up in a way she thought her students expect from her. Now, have you ever tried being someone else, pretending something you don't feel in your bones? It takes a lot of energy and it is very hard to maintain throughout a 90 minutes class. And that's also why Lara was exhausted after teaching. But not only did it take a lot of energy, she also barely felt connected to herself or to her students, which comes as no surprise, right? How can you connect with someone without showing the real you, with holding a mask, a shielding in front of you? With every class Lara taught, her dissatisfaction grew a little more. So did her fear of the next class that was already on her schedule. And more and more often, she found herself canceling classes because she didn't feel well enough. She didn't feel certain enough. And that was something she really didn't want to do, but she couldn't stop herself from canceling either. And that's when she contacted me for coaching. And we had a three months coaching process with weekly sessions where we discussed her fear of being found out. And we worked on ways to find more confidence and teach yoga with ease. Now our coaching has been yeah, really broad and complex. So today I wanna share the two most important aspects of it with you, aspects that will be helpful for you when you are in a similar situation. With Lara, I started spending some time on what she thought a great yoga teacher must be like. I asked her what she admired about other teachers and how she saw herself a few years into the future when she had overcome her current struggles. And that's a question you can also ask yourself. What do you think a great yoga teacher must be like? And there's a multitude of possible answers. Maybe a great yoga teacher for you 
is a wise spiritual guru, someone who really knows the old scriptures, who speaks softly and slowly, and every word of them seems to be a drop of wisdom. And when you visit their class, you enter a spiritual realm and finally understand what life is all about, at least for the 90 minutes of this class. Or maybe you expect a yoga teacher to demo every asana in perfection and you see them having a background in dance or any other physical artistry, looking fit and toned, being super flexible, bending their body in all possible and impossible directions. Or maybe you expect a yoga teacher to be super calm and peaceful, respectful, attentive, mindful, someone who appears to be rather shy or timid, but really is just a very grounded person. And whatever life throws at them, it seems nothing can harm them. Also in class, they manage to hold space for all their students, no matter what their level is, what their needs are. They manage beautifully to relax everyone's bodies and soothe everyone's minds. Okay, maybe I exaggerated a little bit for the sake of the example, but no matter what your image of a perfect yoga teacher might be, I guess you won't see yourself fully as one of those three I just mentioned. You most probably wouldn't consider yourself being a guru, and if so, please make sure to check with your local psychotherapist. You won't either be able to demo every asana in perfection, bending your body like a pretzel, and you surely cannot always stay calm and peaceful. And that already shows that these images we have in the back of our minds, what a great yoga teacher must be like, well, they are not very realistic. And also, we don't want to embody some of these things. At the same time, we unfortunately hold on to images like these. Images that are so far away from reality and so far away from ourselves. And the same was true for Lara. The image she held in her mind of what a good teacher must be like was yeah, all about knowledge and experience. She expected a great yoga teacher to know all the answers to their students' questions. All possible modifications for asanas, especially when someone struggled with a pose. She expected herself to know all the intricacies of teaching, although, remember, she stood at the beginning of her journey, not having a lot of experience. And when we hold on to an image that is so far from reality and so far from our current position, we of course see ourselves failing again and again, not meeting the ideal. And we want to hide our inadequacy so that no one knows. And, and that's where the feeling of being a fraud comes from. And that's also why it's so important to become aware of what you expect a great yoga teacher to be like. It may help you relax a little to realize that you are starting out and that you don't have to be a wise guru, a pretzel dancer or a calm peacekeeper now or ever. You know, when we look so far to the extreme of what yoga can be like, like a guru or a pretzel, we easily forget all the great things that we are already able to do, all the experience we bring to the game. 
And that's the second big thing Lara worked on in our coaching, all the greatness she could already find in herself. And there's greatness in the basics, so I want to look at that first. And there's even more, and I will tell you what that means a little later. For the basics, Lara already had been a yoga practitioner for a few years. She had made experiences with her own body, her mind, and she knew what it felt like to go into pigeon pose. She knew what it was like to meditate. She also did complete a yoga teacher training where, of course, she learned tons of stuff, like timing for classes, how to cue, what effect an asana has on our system, and so on. And even if she didn't have all this knowledge active and available in detail all the time, she often had a hunch of what her yoga practice or also her teaching probably felt like, what it triggered, what effects it had. Lara had even taught a regular class a year ago, so she had actual experience she could draw from. But all of these basics, if you will, <laughs> I'm making air quotation marks, these basics that would have been so useful were easily forgotten because she focused on this faraway image we talked about a few minutes ago. And she forgot the skills she already brought to the game. So what does that mean for you? There is so much greatness you already have inside of you that it can be very beneficial to remind yourself of it, of all the things you've learned, you've experienced, things that will strengthen your confidence and help you teach with more ease. Now, maybe that's all very clear to you, but the basics are just not enough for teaching yoga, as you imagine it. So you still feel like a fraud, because every yoga practitioner, everyone who has gone through a yoga teacher training owns these basics. And if that's you, I hear you. I already teased that there is more, so let's go there now. Let's talk about strength and specialities. When I addressed this topic in our coaching sessions, Lara discovered that she had always been very attentive of other people's needs. And that was something setting her apart from other teachers she knew, other people she met in yoga teacher training. Being attentive, sensitive, caring of others is a really good quality to have as a yoga teacher, especially for those students who are not the fittest, the most acrobatic yogis, but regular people like you and me, or even people struggling with stiffness, with health issues or any constraints, Lara had the ability to hold the space for them. Maybe for you it's not attentiveness or sensitivity, but other things that come natural to you, things that are easy for you, things that you have and other teachers don't have. Make sure to find out what these strengths and qualities are and use them. Make sure to show them in your classes. This is a game changer for people with imposter syndrome because now you're not pretending to be someone or trying to show something that you think is expected and that you don't actually have. But you are just being the person you are. You're showing something that is your strength, your speciality. And in that moment, you are authentic. And that diminishes the probability of being found out by your students. Because when you're showing up authentically as yourself, 
there is no fraud to be uncovered. Having identified her strengths and specialities, Lara not only had an easier time teaching as it decreased her fear and she stopped canceling classes, she even decided to focus on her strengths and teach classes that made use of those. Whew, let's sit back for a moment. Let's take it all in. I know it's been a lot today, and at the same time I feel I barely scratched the surface of what I worked on with Lara. Anyway, let me try to give you a quick summary of what we talked about today. Just in case you find yourself feeling like a fraud in class sometimes and want to overcome imposter syndrome. The way to go is to identify and to drop your image of what an ideal yoga teacher looks like. It's mostly unrealistic anyway. Instead, focus on the abilities and experiences you already have, as basic as they might seem, and look for your strengths and specialities and utilize those. You will become a more authentic yoga teacher and the more authenticity there is, the less probability of feeling like a fraud and being exposed by your students. And if you need a little support with all of that and you really want to work on it deliberately, make sure to reach out to me and let's have a discovery call. And that's a one-on-one -on -one session, just you and me, how coaching can help you gain confidence and teach yoga from the heart. And if that sounds interesting, send me a direct message on Instagram. You can find me at Patrick Frozen. That's Patrick with a K, F-R-A-U-Z-E-M. And I look forward to hearing from you. Have a beautiful week. Teach classes that are as amazing as you are. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.